0: welcome to our community we hope you enjoy this message by pastor don butera so let's jump into scriptures we're talking about carrying the torch uh it's it, it about having the fire of god in us and we over the last uh, two weeks uh, we looked at jesus and how uh at the beginning jesus was we we kind of followed him and we say what jesus does we should do because If we do what Jesus did, if we have the same attitude, the same mind of Christ, then we will see the same things happen in our lives. And I believe that God said, well, he said it. He said, even greater things will you do than me. But when he says that, it's not like all of a sudden we just go, okay, great, greater things I will do than you. As if like all of a sudden it's some thing like that. Greater things you will do than him, but he showed you how. Like he showed you the way. He showed you the attitude. He showed you the kind of some of the methods, some of the ways, some of the things. And so we were looking at kind of the beginning of his uh, start of his ministry. We looked at his baptism. We saw that at his baptism that, uh, that, that the Lord just kind of gave him his identity. He said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He kind of just, he takes the crown, and he just puts it on on Christ's uh, head and kind of says, this is it. I'm already pleased with you before you do anything. And when we come to Christ, when we're born again, God is like in love with us completely. He loves us completely and totally. And I I love what Jan just said In, in the marriage. It does help when, you know, all of your Faults come out and your weaknesses come out and you're still loved. There is something special about that. That should not just happen with you and God. That should not just happen with your wife or your husband. That should happen right here. Can I get an amen? That should happen right here in our community. Can I get an amen? Meaning when we see people's weaknesses and, and, and faults, we please don't take out the finger and go like this. Rather, take out the arms and go like this. And welcome them in. It's so important that we can live in a community of people who love us, who, who uh, I, I want to say it this way, who, who, who help us become better, who, who we can share our, uh, uh, or they can see our weaknesses, and we don't push them away. We don't move away from them, but we move closer to them, and we say, that's okay. Let's, you know, Let's just get better. Let me love you. Let me forgive you. Let me walk with you. This is what we need in our community. We need them in our families. And obviously this happens to us when we're in God, when we're in Christ. So, so at his baptism, I'm getting, oh man, I got to, okay. Don't re-preach, okay? You've already done it. If you want to see that, go back. And we see how the Holy Spirit fell on him at his baptism and how the Holy Spirit anointed him. And then we saw how right after that, it says the Spirit of God led him into the desert and it was a time of testing. It was a time of testing and, and God was testing Uh, to see what was going on and we see that he was tested uh, about his physical satisfaction and his emotional satisfaction basically how a lot of times that's what's happened to us we're getting tested are we going to simply act like an animal and do whatever we want or do whatever feels good that's a test sometimes and Jesus says, no, 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 no. We don't live like that. We're a, we, our identity is wholly different than an animal, wholly different than just someone who does whatever they want. We walk by the word of God. We walk by the f- words that come out of the mouth of God. That's how we live. That's who we are. And then the emotional satisfaction about how, uh, we talked about how, you know, let's, uh, I, they actually put a promo out there. I hope people didn't get too... Uh, uh, nervous about it but it's like remember I said just get over it God loves you like get over it stop worrying whether God loves you he does get over it I, I love you I won't say it's like that so anyways and then we saw like the last one was like the last test was who's on the throne who's on the th- who's in control are you in control Or is God in control? Will you let God be, will you get off the throne and let him be on the throne of your heart and let him decide for you what is best for you? When he says, you know, wait, you say, okay. When he says no, we say, okay. Okay. When he says, I want to bless you, we say okay. See, most of us want to say okay to that last one. But sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't say okay to that. Sometimes God says, I want to bless you. You say, but I haven't really lived up to the way you want me to live. See, go back to number two. God loves you, wants to bless you. Okay? So we looked at those things, and we saw that after he went through the testing, what happened? He came out filled with the power, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's one thing to be uh, filled with the anointing, one thing to have the anointing, but there's another thing to walk in His power, and that's what we want to do. We want to walk in His power, and that's what carrying the torch is all about, walking in His power. Now, I want to, uh, uh, as I was praying about this series, I got a strange passage, although I don't think it's strange now that I've studied it and looked at it. But it kind of goes along with this. But it's it's it, it's it's outside. It's in the Old Testament. As I was praying about this, this is this is the verse or the passage that God gave me. It's out of 2 Kings, chapter thirteen. If you wanna if you wanna go there, but basically, I, I just kind of want to explain a little bit about what's happening so you understand before I read the passage. In chapter thirteen uh, and, and before that, there's a there's a couple of kings and they're no good. They haven't really followed uh, God the way they should. Uh, they did what uh, the verse the verse says they did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. They they kind of chased after idols and things like that. And and so what happened in in chapter in verse seven, basically the armies were reduced like and they had like nothing left. They had, it says they what it says they had like 50 chariots. Uh, they had, uh, they had ten, oh, sorry, 10 chariots and only like 10,000 foot soldiers they were like just getting killed by the Syrian army and they just kept losing battle after battle and they were like diminished and they had nothing left yeah I'm going to get there I'm not there yet anyways they had nothing left and, and so then uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a king who comes on the scene uh, Joaz Joaz uh, Jehoaz. I can never say Ash. Jehoash. I can never say these names right. And he still is following in his father's and his grandfather's footsteps. He, he's still kind of doing what is evil in the eyes of the Lord. Now, just to kind of give him a, a, a little excuse, not a lot, a little excuse, all he was doing was following his example. It's interesting how if you if you understand this we we only do what we know do you know that you only kind of do what you know you can't do something you don't know have you ever thought about that that you you cannot do something that you don't know that's why we reproduce things because that's all we know so we don't like we until we see something kind of new on the market or a a new innovation or a, a new way we don't know it so what do we do we do what we know which, by the way, that means those that you're teaching and don't, I don't care whether you're single or you're, you're married or you're, you have children, it doesn't matter. No matter who you are, you're teaching someone. And so someone's watching you and they're going to learn from you and they're going to do what you do. You only do what you know. So, so here's this king and he's doing what he knows. And again, he probably knew he should have been doing other things as well because it says in the scriptures that like he he was evil in the eyes of the Lord I think he knew this but anyways he was out of options he is out of options he had he's like exhausted he's got nothing left he's tried everything he knows and they're really in trouble and they're about to get into war again and he kind of thinks he's gonna lose now if I could just be so uh, bring this to our this current situation current solution i i 've actually uh, kind of talked to people going through this uh, what seems to be a never ending season, which I believe that you know it 's not a never ending season, but right now we 're kind of in the middle. who knows how long it 's going to be you know everybody, please just be careful i 'm just going to give you a warning, you know don't think that the vaccine is going to do everything. I'm not saying the vaccine's bad. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is don't set yourself up and say, what's the vaccine here? Everything's, because who knows? That's just going to set you up. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, this year, every, we know we saw that happen in, in, in the year, you know, 2021, 20, when it went from 20 to 21. You know, even I got a little set. I'm like, oh, New Year. Oh, it's going to be, has it changed? Eh. Has it gotten worse? mm and then so I went down in a little bit of a, like a, a kind of a, a downer a little bit because I'm like, oh, man, it's still happening. We're all waiting for release, and I feel like a lot of times like I always say like this I, I'm like water and I think there's a lot of even business people and people in, in your own situation you're like water you're going downstream and and so you run into a problem so you switch and you try a different way and then you you hit something else you try a different way and I think many of us has been trying so many different ways we're like blocked we need something new because we don't know anything else. We've got nothing else. We, we've thought these things out. That's why, that's why I believe that this, this, uh, this uh, workshop that we have this afternoon is full. Because what? Huh? How to build a business in the pandemic. Yes, I need that. I've been trying. I can't do it. See, now we need some new uh, thoughts, some new ways. So this king, in verse 13, I mean verse 14, chapter 13, it says this. Now this. Elisha. Elisha is the prophet. He comes after Elijah and he's like kind of on his deathbed. So he's like kind of almost dead, you know. And it says when Elisha was in his last illness, obviously, the king of Israel visited him and wept over him. Now, I don't know if he wept over him. We don't know exactly why. I mean, it's possible that he thought, oh, no, the prophet is going to, you know, go, and the prophet is the only thing that's holding us, you know, our head above water, and he's going to die. And so he was sad. It could have been that, but it also could have been what he said the second thing after this. He said, my father and my father, I see the chariots of Israel, he cried, meaning like there's nothing left. There's no more chariots. It's like, i got nothing left. I'm in trouble. So we don't know whether he was crying. He might have been crying for both. But at this point, we know that he's in like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble. I need help. And thank God, he knows who to go to. He goes to the prophet. He goes to the guy who can give him the, a word from the Lord. When you're in trouble, that's the first thing. You need to run. Ah. Boy, I'm, I... I Yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't always run to the Lord first. Sometimes we run to the medicine cabinet first. Sometimes we run to the doctor first. I'm not saying don't go there. I'm saying sometimes we run there first. Sometimes we run, you know, to our friends for advice first. Sometimes we run, you know, I won't say sometimes. I get calls all the time, you know, as pastor. They run to me. You know, Yangi Cho uh, in, 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 in Korea, you know, he had a, quite a large church and he had a, quite a big following and he was a pretty powerful man of God. Did you know that like he would never receive anyone uh, in counseling until they went to Prayer Mountain for 24 hours? So they would call him and say, we want, we want to have a session with you. We need to talk to you. We need some advice. he go, okay, go to Prayer Mountain for 24 hours and then come to me. Now, I, I think there was some real wisdom behind that for two reasons. One, those who really didn't want to go to Prayer Mountain never came to see him, so he didn't get bothered by them. Mm-hmm. And those... <laughs> mm. And then the second one, they went there and a lot of them never came to him after that because they got the answer. So here's, here's the king running to the prophet, knowing who to go to, and he's saying, I don't know what to do. We're out of chariots. And then Elisha says this Get a bow and take some arrows. And so the king did as, as he was told. Elisha took him and put his hand on the bow. He said, Put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his hands on the, the king's uh, hands. And then he commanded, Open the window, the east window. And he opened it. And he, then he said, Shoot. And so he shot the arrow. Elisha proclaimed, "This is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over, the, over Aram, and you will completely con- conquer the Aramites uh, at that place." And sorry. <laughs> and then he said, "Now pick up the other arrows, and strike them against the ground. So the king picked up, uh, picked up and striked, uh, struck, struck the ground three times, and the man of God was angry at him. So Elisha was angry at him. He said, you should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have completely beaten Aram until, the enti- in, 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 until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. And then Elisha died and was buried. Boom, he dies. I'm sure it wasn't right then, but Yeah. That was the last thing he told him. So we see that the king is, is discouraged because his, 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 his army is depleted. He feels like his power is depleted, depleted. He's like, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's gone. He's got nothing left. Maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you feel like all your ideas are gone, that your power is empty, that, that your bank account is empty. And, and I think the Lord has just given me the next uh, message uh, like in, in after Easter because I'm already through Easter and what I know I'm going to preach on. And it's going to be talking about security. I'm going to talk about security. You can bank on that one now. And pun is intended. So... Uh, Anyways, so maybe you're feeling depleted depleted, and you're feeling like defeated. You don't know what to do. You're running out of ideas and you're kind of just like looking for advice. And so he goes and he says says to Elisha, you know, I I need something. First, he's going to the, the true one The true one who has the chariots. He's going to the one who has all the chariots. He's going to God. The first thing you need to do is you need to go to God. He's the one who has everything. All the power. All the authority that he can speak and it happens. Wouldn't you want God to speak in your life and say, success. Speak in your life. The door is open. See, if God speaks it, boom, it's going to happen. So he goes to the right guy, and then he, he, he says to him, he says, hey, take up the bow. So he's like, take up the bow, okay. Like, so what, let me tell you what's happening here. The king is about to get a prophetic message from God. The king is about to get a prophetic message from God. And here's what happens. He says, pick up the bow. Yo, you don't, you don't see the king going, yo, Elisha, what are you talking about? Pick up the bow. I need chariots. A bow? I need chariots. I need, like, I, need, I need warriors, and you're asking me to pick up a bow. What are you doing? See, he doesn't argue. Would you stop arguing with God when he tells you to do something? Because prophetic messages sometimes are weird. Usually, not too logical. I mean, just look through the Scriptures. You know, I've told this story many times. It's one of my favorites. Here's Moses. Moses like, how am I going to deliver the Israelites? And God says, what's in your hand? A stick. Throw it down to me. Supernaturally empowers it. And he picks it back up. Do you know they don't call it a stick anymore after that? Do you know what they call it after that? Almost the Scripture entirely after that calls it the, 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 the staff of God. Or the rod of God. Where does that end up? It ends up in, 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 the, in, the, in the, the ark. I don't call it, they call it, the, you know, the rod of God. They change it. it cha- God gives him a prophetic message. He doesn't argue. He begins to walk in that prophetic message. So what does he do? He picks up the bow, and then all of a sudden, what does it say? Uh, Elisha says, pull it back, right? But what happens? That's not exactly what happens. What happens, and, and I can't do it because of the social distancing. I, really, I just want to show, here's the king, and then what does Elisha do? Elisha puts his arms all around him. See, when God gives you a prophetic message, and you start walking in that prophetic message, what is happening is God will start putting his arms around you. And and then he says, pull it back. I believe that, that here I am. If I, if I was the king, I'm feeling the prophet's hand upon my hand. And like he's directing me. And, and he says, pull it back. And then, of course, then they start aiming it out the window. And, and I, the prophet's arms, so the prophet is showing him where to aim. He's getting all his direction from God. And then I believe when he says, shoot, he could feel the release of the prophet's hand. And then he knows to let go. Have you ever felt a release in the Spirit of God? I could tell you story after story of times where we were in prayer, where we were in God, we were walking in God, we were in trouble, and all of a sudden there was a release. I mean, we were in prayer, and and it doesn't seem like anything has happened. I mean, what's the big deal? One arrow shooting out the window. What's the big deal? But there's a release, and you feel it. And you know it's God, and all of a sudden you go from worrying about numbers of chariots, worrying about your bank account, worry about what's happening, worry about your relationship, worry about what's happening for tomorrow, and all of a sudden there's a release, and you're like, "Woo hoo! Come on!" Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt? Because I felt it, and I know I want that, but I need a prophetic message from God. I got to go to Him. I got to get the answers from God. You ain't got no, so, but that's a lousy way of saying, you ain't got no, you ain't, no, sorry, just that's the old uh, old, old, grammar that I had from, from the northeast of America. You, 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 my, many of us, we don't have answers anymore. We're like out of answers, we've tried, we've been like water going downstream and nothing's happening, we've hit every dead end we could possibly think of. We need a release from God. We need a prophetic word from God. Can I get an amen? You guys are going to stand there for a little while. I told you to come out, but I'm not even close. Sorry, I love you. We'll just see how long you can stand there. Amen? I'm almost done. And then what happens? Then, when he feels that release, a promise comes. He gets a promise. Woohoo! You will, you will be victorious. See, once you get the release, once you get that prophetic word, God's will is always for full deliverance. Can I get an amen? God God doesn't want you... They don't want me jumping down, but right now I'm jumping down. I am running around, right? In my mind, I am running around, telling you right face to face, God wants full deliverance, full salvation. Full abundance of life in your life that is God's will, that is God's promise, he has given it to you over and over again in scriptures, he doesn't say you will somewhat win he, will, he doesn't say maybe you'll win he doesn't say maybe you'll be victorious he, says, he doesn't even say you'll be victorious he says you will be more than conquerors through Christ woohoo this is how far, that's why he says you won't do what I do, you're going to do more than I do Oh, can't you feel the release already? God wants to give you a prophetic word that you hear from Him. When I see what I mean by a prophetic word, how does that come to you? You got to run to Him. You got to. You got to cry to Him. You got to cry out to Him. And after you get okay, let me just give you the next part, and then I'll go back to that. Then He does something really weird. Yeah, all right, grab the arrows. Now, what are the, if I could spiritualize this and say, he just gave him the promise. So these are all the other promises. Boom, 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 boom. And actually, some have said, I've done some research on this, some have said strike the ground. Sometimes that means, it could mean that he's saying, just, just randomly just begin to take the arrows and shoot them out the windows. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, just smash them on the ground. There's just some discussion on that. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's the same take the arrows, take the promises of God smash them on the ground strike the ground and and so you know like he strikes it three times, now first of all my question is why did he only strike three times see remember how we talked about it last week, God anointed Jesus and then he led Jesus out to a time of testing why was he testing, to see what was in his heart, I believe this was the test he like victory, victory Victory. Pick up the arrows. Strike it. Let's see, what's in, let's see what's in the king's heart. Let's see how passionate, how hungry, how much he wants of God. Let's see it. How much do you want of God? How much do we want of the anointing of God? How much power do we want to see flowing through Bali, flowing through our lives? How much of, of, of the supernatural anointing of God do we really want? You know, tonight, this is just Massagna, yeah, it's an example. Tonight, we'll have a potluck. Woo, everybody comes. Tonight, we'll have a prayer meeting. We have to do, you know, please. So we end up doing. What do we want? How many times will we strike the ground? That's the test to see what's in us. Yes, God, I want the victory. But you know, three times enough. Or God says, "Do this," and you're like, "Do what? Strike ground? What? Are, what are, this is foolish stuff. I don't. I'm not going all the way down. I'm just staying here." Uh, this morning, I'm gonna have the. I'm not. I'm just another example. We're gonna have the prayer team come, and we're gonna pray for anybody who wants an anointing. If you'd like an anointing, come on down. Why do I have to go down there? Why should I go down? I can stay right in my seat. God will anoint me. What do you want? How hungry? How passionate? How many times will you strike the ground? How many times will you get so tired that God's not moving that you're like the widow that just keeps pounding until they get justice? till they get tired, God gets tired of you, saying, God, I, woo, God, I want, 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 and just keep saying it till he gets tired of you. Then he gives you the desires of your heart, the power of God. See, this is what this passage is all about. Here's the king, you know, and he strikes it three times. The prophet's like, oh, you're going to get victory only three times, not entirely. Some of you are struggling with habits and addictions and, 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 and uh, you know, just bad thinking, lies in your head, you're getting, you know, and you want deliverance from it. And you only strike three times. So you only get two weeks, or you only get six months, and then you're right back doing what you were doing before. Don't we want the, this this is a prophetic word that I didn't plan to share in the middle of this Carrying the Torch series, but I believe this is of God, and God wants us to start striking the ground a hundred times until the earth shakes with his power. So, what do you want? I, have, I, I wrote something else down that I have to cover before I close because I wrote it down right at the end to make sure I didn't forget. See, I believe what's happening in our lives. Well, let me just... <laughs> But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. These are just simple scriptures. I could go on and on. A lazy man reaches into a bowl, but he has not enough strength to pull it out. A lazy man craves but gets nothing, while the hands of the diligent are fully satisfied. We can have it all you can have it all you can have it all we can have it all we can have it all but are we willing to do what it takes to get it that's what I wrote down last thought You remember that war Forgive me, I don't know all the details, but there was a war that was happening in the Old Testament. I just wrote this down just before I came, so I didn't really look it all up. But it was Moses was on the mountain, you know? And it says that when Moses' hands was raised, the, the Israelites were winning, and then, and you've got to remember that this dude was old, okay? We're talking old here, okay? We're talking probably, you know, he was over 80, I know that. So he's probably closer to 100. And then and then he got tired. He put his arms down and they were losing. He put his arms up and they were winning. Put his arms down, and they were losing, right? He gets tired. How long will you raise your hands until God anoints you with the power of God? How long will you stay on your knees until you until you get a release? And sometimes you need friends to help you hold up your hands or to keep you accountable to keep you on your knees sometimes you need others to help you so you need this you need to come to, your, to somebody whoever it is your friend or your your wife or your husband i i i can't get a breakthrough i need help will you pray with me it's funny how jesus said to the disciples wait in jerusalem until you are anointed with the power of the high he didn't say Wait 10 days. He didn't say wait. To, because if someone gives you a deadline, it's easy. You just kind of hold out. You know, worst case scenario, you know, you, you, you know. I remember when I bought the ticket. It was the first ticket in my whole entire life when I bought a ticket to Indonesia. It was the first one-way ticket I had bought in my life with no plans of returning back home. So that's it, man. I'm going all the way. I'm not coming, I'm not going back. I'm not buying a return ticket because I don't, I don't intend to come home. God doesn't give them, He doesn't give them like Jesus doesn't say 10 days. He says, wait. And a lot of times He doesn't give us a time frame. He doesn't give us a time frame. But He tells us we will win. You will win read one more scripture and then you guys will be thankful you're not just standing there (laughs) habakkuk this vision is for a future time it describes the end and it will be fulfilled if it seems slow in coming wait patiently for it will surely take place it will not delay we're gonna do something in a minute I'm gonna pray and then I I I prayed I said God okay what do you you know what do you want us to do Lord and I felt like the Lord wanted us to do something so we're gonna do it in a minute but I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna release the guys in the online and then we're gonna just kind of just spend some time yeah yeah we okay with this so let's pray oh just hold out your hands Lord, we wanna we wanna feel your hands holding up our hands. Lord, even as we hold out our hands, Lord, I, I want you to, Lord, we wanna feel you like wrap your arms around us, Lord God, and until we feel your presence and we sense that release and know that we'll be okay.